Welcome to Answers from Antioch. You have joined us at the intersection of God's Word and today's world. This broadcast is brought to you by the Antioch Baptist Church in Bristol, Virginia. Join us as we examine information that impacts the church, the Christian, and the Christian home. Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for letting me have some time with you today. I got some questions I want to ask. Number one, are you depressed? Well, we all go through those times of depression from time to time and some discouragement. But are you sorely depressed? One of the signs of depression is that you literally forget to breathe and you'll find yourself sighing. You'll have to go... And take a breath, and that's one of the evidences, but there's many more. But I'm going to talk to you about that today because of some recent studies that's come out that uh, teenagers today, and actually it seems like uh, more of the uh, male teenagers than the female are feeling more depressed, more discouraged than ever before. And it's not just teens It's out there with everyone. And I want to talk to you about the cure of depression. And also with depression comes that feeling of, well, there's no use to live. I'm just going to kill myself. Are you thinking about suicide? That's another question. Well, I want to talk to you about that for a few minutes as well. And these are addressed in the Word of God. We need to understand that Satan, being the prince and the power of the air that he is, is out there with his philosophies convincing teenagers that they're not worth anything, they're worthless, so they have to change their gender, they have to change who they are. And by the way, suicide is the major cause of death among the LGBTQ community. It's still number one also in teenagers. Now, when I was growing up, in days when there was the Spirit of God working uh, throughout the country, it was still working in the schools because we still had the Bible in the schools. We still had prayer in the schools in those days. This was in the 60s and, yes, even in the early 70s, although prayer in the Bible had been, quote, removed by the Warren Supreme Court back in 62 and 63, still there were local schools in our area, particularly here in the Bible Belt and around in North Carolina and here in the South. We were not listening to them. At least, thank God, our teachers and our principals, many cases, would not. And they would have students to read Bible verses, to lead in prayer. We heard that every morning. So the Word of God was there, and that pushed back against the satanic influence. Now, there were some drugs in the school. There wasn't any meth in those days, but my goodness gracious, there were other kinds there, and alcohol was there. We had that, but that feeling of depression, discouragement, that feeling of even suicide was not among the teens like it is today. And I think the reason, as I said already, is that in that day, the Spirit of God had more of a freedom among people. Even those who were not believers still recognized the Word of God as the Word of God. They respected the Bible. They respected the church. 
even so much so that uh, up in, in the 60s and even the 70s, here in our area and around particularly what we call the Bible Belt, you didn't even have to lock the doors of the church because people had such a respect for the God of the church. But now, since I've asked those questions, depressed, are you? Discouraged? And then, even considering suicide, let me take you to step number one, Philippians chapter number four. Here is a command. It's as much a command as it is to thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness. It's as much a command as the Ten Commandments. We often don't look at Philippians 4 as a command, but it is. It's a command as much as any of the Ten Commandments. It's not a suggestion. He says in verse 5, Let your moderation, your gentleness, your kindness, uh, your gentle spirit be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. That's the first thing you need to know, is that Jesus is right there with you. If you're listening to me and you've tuned in, you're not even a believer, you're not a Christian, let me tell you something. The Lord is still there, and He is still offering Himself to you. But if you are a Christian, the Holy Spirit is in you, so definitely the Lord is at hand. He is there. And then He tells us, Verse 6, here's the command, be careful, anxious, worried, depressed for nothing or in no thing. Don't allow this. Now, how do I do that, preacher? That's easy for you to say. You might be saying those words right now. That's so easy, preacher, for you to say that. Listen, preachers have the greater attack, I think, than anybody, pastors particularly, I think have a greater attack than him because they got a flock that they have to, that they are responsible for, and they pray over that flock. They pray over those individuals and those families, and and they feel the pressure. A, a good pastor, a good shepherd, is one who feels the pressure of his people in his own body. He actually hurts when they hurt. He laughs when they lie, laugh. He enjoys their, their times of goodness, and he suffers with them when they're going through trials. And you wouldn't believe how many preachers that I've counseled, how many battles I've had personally, that I have to go to Philippians chapter number 4 and say, Now listen, Brad, you are not following this word to be careful for nothing. Don't worry. Be anxious about anything. But now here's, here's why you're not. But in everything by prayer. There is the knowledge that God is there. Jesus is there. If it would help you, you could sit down at a desk and put a chair on the other side or sit down at the table, put a chair on the other side, sit down somewhere, look at a chair, put your Bible in that chair and say, there's Jesus. And he is there. He's even more there than that chair. But talk to him because he says the Lord is at hand. He said, don't be anxious, worried, depressed about anything, and in everything by prayer. That is conversation right there. That's talking and listening. That's looking in to that face of Jesus as you see him in that chair, in that place. He is there. It's looking into him, looking at him, listening to him in everything by prayer. Supplication are those earnest, 
sincere desires. It's where you just completely open up and you tell him everything. Tell him, be honest, be transparent, tell him everything. Some of you says, well, oh, I couldn't tell him everything. Man, uh, uh, listen, he already knows. Tell him how you're feeling. Be honest with him. Jeremiah did. Jeremiah said to him one time, he, he called God a liar. Lord, you've, you've, not, you've not been truthful with me. And Jeremiah's so honest. Read the other prophets. They were too. And Paul is. He wanted the Lord to know, and he prayed about that thorn in the flesh, and he couldn't understand why God didn't move it. And so you see people of God throughout the century struggling with satanic battles against them. You see that. We see that throughout the Scriptures, as you know the Word. But the answer to it is Philippians 9, 6, or 4, 6, rather, Be careful for nothing and everything by prayer, by supplication. Now, this is important. With thanksgiving, you are talking to God, listening for His response. You are at the same time offering a complete, transparent uh, conversation with Him of everything that you feel, that you think, but with thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord, because you're going to do something about this. You are. He says, Let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. God's peace comes because you realize the Lord is there. He has got it. It is His. You have given that to Him, ladies and gentlemen. Now, are you thinking of suicide? Let me tell you something. Number one, you go in prayer. Number two, here's what you do. Number two, you go to someone. Someone that you know, that you have confidence in, and confide in them. Talk to them. A, a spiritual counselor I'm talking about. Someone that's sympathetic with you and understands your situation. Go to them. Talk to them. Focus on someone else other than you. I've dealt with folk that they told me that they felt like they were going to commit suicide within, uh, within an hour's. And, of course, I always recommend uh, help through the medical field. I recommend that to them. But at the same time, I do my best to get them thinking of some day somewhere in their past that was the most perfect day they ever experienced, when the world was right, when, the, when it was just they had this feeling, overwhelming feeling, it could never be better than this. This is so wonderful a day. And if I can get them thinking of that day, talking about that day, and then those thoughts of suicide often leave. And they begin thinking of others. And I tell them, go do something. Do this favor for me. Take a widow so-and-so. She needs some groceries. How about taking them some groceries? And it makes a difference because it turns their thoughts outward instead of inward. And it'll do that for you. I see my time's gone. God bless you. Keep you safe. Thank you for joining us today. We encourage you to visit our website at AntiochBristol.com. There you will find many ways to contact us and connect with us, and so much more. Until next time, stand firm in Jesus' truth.